It's another edition of Cheers for Beer. On this edition of Cheers for Beer, we're going to take a look at a Belgian beer that you may know has a specific type of glass that has made, been made famous, a gold rim, Stella Artois. That's our beer of choice today. We're also going to take a look into, and I just finished it, so, and wow, it is something that we need to talk about We need to, and you need to watch. The Last Dance uh, documentary about the, um, basically, the Chicago Bulls dynasty of the 90s, um, winning six championships, um, a three-peat repeat, um, just something astounding. And, uh, and honestly, if I watched or I was exposed to that, if I was a little bit older in the 90s, um, I feel like that I would have been a lot more interested in basketball. Um, not to say that I don't like basketball. I like basketball, but I'm, I'm more of a college basketball guy myself. Um, but what a what a documentary. What a sports documentary. It's just something that we definitely need to talk about. Um, and I'm probably going to talk about it again next week, too, just with more detail. And um, it was something to watch. But anyway, before we start the show... Um, I feel like this needs to be addressed. Um, it's definitely a um, uncomfortable topic for a lot of people, but this is why we need to talk about it. Um, what happened um, regarding those police officers um, and that unarmed man, um, you know, it was something that was hard to watch. It was hard to um, see. Um Definitely, we can agree. I would agree with you know uh, the majority, if not all of the nation, that it was wrong. It was definitely excessive, and it definitely opened up um, something um, that we can talk about. Uh, definitely have conversations to educate, to communicate, to bring the country together because we are Americans and we should all have the same uh, opportunities. Um, to improve ourselves, our communities, and it's definitely something that we are definitely hearing about in the news. Um, definitely, um, you know, people voicing what they feel, and it's important that we listen to it um, and we make these changes so we have these opportunities in America. And, you know, that's what makes America the best. It should be the best is this opportunity to achieve what you want to achieve and the best way to fix the problems we have are to talk about it are to go back and forth bounce ideas off each other and to create and to solve these problems to make a better america for everybody but anyway with that being said we're gonna move on to the show um and we're gonna get to it all right Let's drink. All right, guys, so we're going to talk about 
the last dance now i just finished all of it i once you start i they're hour-long episodes and i didn't watch them when they came out i binged them so i just watched them straight through it's 10 hours of docs um and it has to do with basically it's it's about quote unquote the 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 bulls team in the organization that one did the three p repeat but it's really it's really michael jordan documentary which is awesome it's just awesome they have he sits down he gives his input it's everybody you know they talk to people that were on the team and just like crazy insight to what was going on in that time period um and just unbelievable uh it's a great it's a great documentary i mean you know, you see all the you you know you hear about it, and especially the younger people out there who may or may not be listening to this. You know who Jordan is. You know, you know the shoe. It's a, he's an icon. But do you really know? Now, I have a little brother. He was born in two thousand two. Two thousand two, he was born. He, when he was born, Michael Jordan was not playing anymore. Does my little brother know who that is? Absolutely. Does everybody know who that is? Absolutely. Iconic. That's the reason he had such a huge impact based on his play. And it's just something astounding to go behind the scenes and see, you know, what that process took to win those six championships. And just, I'm not an NBA fan. I've tried to watch it, like, currently. You know, it's just not... I try. I really try. I like college basketball better. Um, it just seems like today the defense in the NBA is just almost non-existent. You don't really see it. You don't really see those dominating type defenses. You know, it's not competitive. It's more of like who can score 120 points first is probably going to win the game. It's just, it's just all these games. They're not. I don't know. And let's. Well, I'm 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 going off task here with modern day NBA. Going back to then. I would have loved the NBA if I was if I was exposed to it more as a young child in the 90s. This was sick. Watching reruns or watching the documentary where they showed game footage, they showed all this stuff. They showed the players that played all of their, you know, reactions to it. <sighs> Boy, it was something. Um and it's definitely something to watch just because of getting you know, Michael Jordan, as iconic as he is, he's f- currently, he's a very private person. Oh, let me just jump in real quick. I'm at the park. We're outside. Trains are going to be going by, just so you know. That's just the way it is. You got trains pulling in now. Oh, shit. That was the Amtrak. So that's what I was talking about last week. That was hauling through, like, hella fast. Okay, so that one's gone. Um... You know, getting to know these players because you know Michael Jordan's a household name. He's iconic, greatest player of all time. And and if you watch this and you don't agree that he's the greatest player of all time, I don't know what to tell you. There's something wrong with it because this, for me, solidifies it. Yes, there are great players now, but they do not aren't like Michael Jordan. It's just completely different. And the way they showed and they documented the NBA at that time, like the how aggressively physical the Detroit Pistons were in the 90s. When Dennis Rodman was on the Detroit Pistons, they would literally 
throw you to the ground. And this was like, it just seems today, it not that it's soft today, but there seems to be a lot more quicker fouls. And that was just so much more physical, so much more aggressive than I believe it is today. And they played all those games. There was no resting at all. They they went through and played all those all those fucking games. And just to see that, to see the backgrounds of the guys that I knew about, that I've kind of heard about, but never really knew intensely like what they were like at that time. My parents would know. They, you know, my your parents would know. Older individuals who are older children at that age would know. The only time, the only interaction I really had, not interaction, I guess the memory of Michael Jordan would be watching Space Jam as a really young kid. That was where I was introduced to Michael Jordan, but you know, I never really got a chance to watch the games. I mean, being from New York, I guess we were Knicks fans, but again, in my household, it was more about football. Um, so if I was exposed to that, I feel like, oh my God, the NBA would have been in the 90s was sick. Hella aggressive. Um, just, just getting to know, like fucking Dennis Rodman took a vacation mid, mid like, season and disappeared for like 48 hours and you know it was just like normal i i just watched uh one of the one of his uh, quoting what he said in one of the episodes it was like i'm gonna they won the championship or something and and he came out and they interviewed him and he said i'm about to do i'm gonna do uh, a ton of illegal drugs tonight like do you think that would fly today like, do you think they would not have been like today? I feel like that would. I mean, them winning, them winning a playoff game or or, or um, a final series or whatever, and they're leaving the stadium with a beer in their hand. They have Miller Lite in their hand, chugged a beer after the game. They walk out. They get on a motorcycle without a helmet and speed away. I mean, this shit. You don't see this shit today. And and one of the funny things is when I was watching it is Michael Jordan said when they were in the training room after they won one of their games, he goes, you know, they, they don't want to be on. Some of them guys were like, Dad, don't record this. Don't record this because they're all drinking beer. And Michael Jordan said when I first started, there'd be guys drinking beer at halftime and smoking cigarettes. And they get the cigarettes from the coach. This is just fucking wild. The sports in the past, they were, those players were fucking badass. Badass. You don't see that shit today. And you know what? And the, That's like purely raw talent. And like I get today, the talent is insane. You know, athletic talent is insane. These guys are finely tuned machines. And But you don't see this shit. You don't see this shit today. It's all about image. And a lot of it has to do with, you know, um, with it being social media and exposure and you know being seen and filmed and what you what you say and do will be easily transmitted to the entire world and that's what makes Michael Jordan so astounding and proves that he is the greatest of all time is that was a time before social media before this expansion of 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 video and there was no posting videos and no posting selfies and no posting the shit and he did it based on his play. His play alone, his outstanding basketball play on the court made him a universal name around the globe. And that's what's so astounding is he is an icon to the point where he was so and he was pretty private and he was just bigger than bigger than life itself. And it just goes into the whole watching that is just crazy to me. And I I I became you know, this is what it did to me. I always thought 
when I was growing up, younger, you know, I'd wear Nikes. I like Nikes. I always thought Jordans are kind of overrated. After watching this, I immediately went online to find a pair of Jordans to buy because they are, I mean, it, it influenced me that much. And having this documentary end, I was kind of upset. I wish there was fucking more to watch because, like, I was astounded. It was just such a good doc. I didn't want it to be over. So what I'm going to do is I'm probably going to go back, watch some of them, some of the ones that, you know, to get more. Because there are 10 episodes. I'm trying to do a general uh, review of the whole thing. So I'll probably go back, watch some of it. I'll take some notes, and we'll talk about some more stuff next week um, if, if I remember to. Um, but definitely, if you have the chance, if you haven't seen it already, go on ESPN. It's all the ESPN app. Um, watch them. Definitely watch them. It's something that was a huge part of sports history that definitely needs to be seen and known about and passed down. And it is just great, a great doc. It's a great documentary. All right, so we're going to move on to the next segment. Oh, and this next segment is a little bit of a life update here. So I got a job offer, um, and I did accept it. Whoop, whoop. So I will be working uh, fairly soon. I got a start date coming up. So your boy has been not working since mid March. Uh, and I'm finally going to be working again. And this is going to be nice. I can get to paying my bills off again. Um, so I'm happy about it. Um, I might have to move. My commute right now is going to be an hour and a half, which kind of fucking blows. So the job, I live in, on the, in the Hudson Valley, right on the Hudson River. Um, and I'm going to have to commute into Connecticut about an hour and a half. So we'll see. Uh, maybe I'll find a nice uh, apartment on the beach, quote unquote. You know, it's, I guess it is a real beach. I never really lived on a real beach. But a real beach in Connecticut, you know, facing Long Island, you'll see it across the way. But it is, you know, it's salt water. So I count it as a beach and it's north, but I still count it as a beach. Um, so I'll be out there and who knows, maybe I'll move out there and we'll, we'll get some outdoors. We'll get some beach shows and not so much park by the train station, but we'll get some shows on the beach. Um, okay. So next topic, we're going to go into Stella and it's a Belgian beer. I got it in a can cause I ran to the gas station to get it. Um, I know you're supposed to drink it out of a green bottle with a long neck and you peel like the the, the tinfoil off the top, the gold tinfoil like it's a champagne bottle. But you know what? Fuck you. I got it in a can. You know, we're going to try it in a can. It was easier that way. Um, and I can smooth it into the park and it's a lot easier to get in and out with less conspicuous, being less conspicuous. All right. So let's drink Stella. All right, so we got the Stella can. I brought with me, because, you know, you got to do it, the Stella Artois gold rim glass. Gold rim glass. And you got to have it in that. I mean, you don't, but you do. Um, I figured I'd be a little bougie in the park, so I got it in the glass. Um, we're going to go through a little history of Stella. And... It's over 600 years of Belgian heritage. Now, this is from their website, and if you go on there, you can get a little bit more information about it, but I'm going to just go over some history facts about Stella Artois. 
So they have heavy Belgian roots, and they're very proud to, you know, reveal these Belgian roots. And in 1366, that's where their roots began of a brewing tradition established in the city of Leuven, Belgium, which is also where the original Den Horn Brewery was founded. And Den Horn laid the foundation for quality taste and standards that Stella Artois is known for. The Stella symbol of the Den Horn Brewery is probably displayed on the Stella Artois cartouche to this day. So the guy who created Stella Artois was Sebastian Artois. So Sebastian was admitted to the Leuven Brewers Guild as a brewmaster in 1708. And only nine years after that, he purchased the Den Horn Brewery um, in Belgium. And you can still find his name um, on name on the brewery in every bottle of Stella Artois around the world. Um, the cool thing about this is, I guess this makes it way more sense now re- learning about it, is the Artois Brewery was so beloved internationally and locally, a special batch was created as a Christmas gift to the people of Leuven. That special batch was the first to the first to officially include the Stella in its name. Stella, meaning star in Latin, pays homage to the original occasion accompanied by the star on every bottle. So, the Christmas star, that's what it is. It's a Christmas drink, Stella Artois Christmas drink, and that's why there's a star on every bottle. And that's pretty interesting. Um, so, in 1926, so we're going to jump way ahead here. Um, 1926, Brewerge Artois, so I'm guessing, you know, with the same last name, um, he's part of the same heritage, I guess, or, you know, line of, what is it, family tree, I guess? Yeah, yeah, family tree. We're going to go with that. Uh, it's a Christmas beer, um, and it was sold in the winter seasons. Um, so production was halted for a period when operations were suspended during World War II. Um, 1960, 100 million liters of Stella Artois were being produced an- annually. 100 million liters. So 1988, um, he created a interbrew. And in that, Taylor Brands founded David Taylor, created the new package design, bottle design, and shape. So with the original 1926 bottle label inspired by the design, which replaced a 1960s design. So the design incorporates the horn symbol and the 1366 date of the original Den Horn Brewery. So in 2008, jumping ahead even even further, they merged with Anheuser-Busch. And then in that same year, lowered the alcohol version, Stella Artois 4%, was introduced to the UK market. In 2011, a cider was launched. So they started, more fairly recently, they started expanding what they've been making. And um, I know I don't review, I only review beers on this show, so I don't want to be impartial to, or I don't want to be, you know, I, I, I want to be strict on that. So I don't, I'm not going to review like seltzers and ciders and stuff. I think the Stella Artois cider is pretty good. It's not the best one I've had, but it's, you know, it's pretty good. Um, so why do they have the glass? Why is there a specific, um, glass that you're supposed to use with Stella Artois? Now the gold on the top is definitely the bouge. It's, it's, they make it bougie. That's, that's why. Um, and, um, they use different beers are using different style glasses now 
um, to get the flavor of the beer out. So, you know, picking up a beer from a can, drinking it straight from the can is definitely badass, right? So you're definitely a badass if you drink it straight out. However, more and more brewers are using specific types of glasses to get the most flavor out of their beer. And, well, somebody's ribbing it up out there. I think it was a Dodge Charger going by. Um, so Stella has a chalice-style glass. Um, it's got a gold rim, uh, Stella Artois on the one side. Um, so the round shape, the round shape maintains a consistent carbonation and foamy head, while the stem has a groove for the fingers so you can hold it easily without transferring heat from your hand to the beer. Um, and this is important because when you're drinking a beer, you want it to stay cool. You want to stay cold and they want to get the max flavor out of the beer. So this, they want it to be more of a fancy type beer rather than one you just pull out of the, pull out of the cooler and you just chug. Um, so that's why they do the glass. So I have the glass here. Um, it is ergonomically, it's pretty good with the grooves. You can hang on to the bottom and your fingers don't get touched the part of the glass that would warm the beer. So we're going to get into tasting the beer, folks. Tasting the beer. Whew. It's hot out today. It is like 82 and I don't even know what time it is. It's probably like 8.30. 8.37. I'm pretty, pretty good on a Thursday. Here we go. Oh, all right. Let's pour this bad boy in its special glass. Here we go. And oh, yeah. Okay. All right, so bubbly beer. Looks like a champagne. Clear, crisp, not murky. Um, it is a nice golden color. Um, yeah, it's got a nice head on the beer. And in the glass, that's it, it does make, an, make a difference. There is a good head on the beer. And it's consistently, it's staying, you know, a, it's staying up. It's not immediately diminishing. So you want to maintain some of that carbon, uh, carbon dioxide in there. Um, carbonation um, and let's give it a taste um, it's good it's oh, definitely it tastes like a light beer it's light it's crisp it's refreshing mm. um, for me it does have um, a bit of a bitter aftertaste after you swallowed it it goes down um, which I would prefer not to have as a beer. But, I mean, that is beer, right? It's bitter. Um, it is definitely... Um, it's it's pretty good. It's pretty good. Um, yeah, I'm not, a, I'm not a huge fan. I'm not a huge fan of that... That... Um, that um, oh, what is the... What is that flavor? It's not malt. It's like a hops, hopsy type flavor at the end. I'm not a huge fan of that. It's crisp when you first drink it, but it kind of weighs it down on the back half of the palate. So you know that's uh, that's okay. Um, so we'll start with the rating, um, and then we'll get you all out of here to start your fucking weekend. Uh, maybe you'll go grab a Stella, but we'll see. So rating. Stella Artois rating. Um, let's see. 
the presentation of the beer. You got. I have to give it a good presentation because you're supposed to use the right glass. You're supposed to take that, you know, pour it full and then take that butter knife and swipe off part of the head that comes over the top. Blah blah blah. There's like a. I think there's a nine-step process or something like that. Um. So the the presentation. I do like the color of the beer. It's not a murky beer. It's clear. It's golden. It's um, bubbly like a champagne. Um, so I'm going to give the presentation of the beer um, a 6.8, 6.8, uh, yeah, 6.8 on the presentation. Um, the flavor of the beer, um, I'm not a huge fan, honestly. It's more of like a bitter, it drags it down at the end. And for me, it's less enjoyable when you when you finish it. Um, so the flavor for me, I'm going to give it a 4.1, 4.1 on the flavor scale. Um, is it a go-to beer? Um, I would say no. There's more beer out there that has, have a, have a better overall flavor and a better finish to it rather than this weighted down bitterness at the end. Uh, if you want to be fancy, it's a good change up, but it's not a go-to beer. Try it again beer. No, I probably, I mean, once you try it, it's. You know, I mean, again, there's better beers out there that have a better flavor overall without that dragging you down at the end. Um, so, you know, once you try it, definitely try it for the factor of getting it in that glass um, and getting the whole experience. And who knows, you might like it. For me, I wouldn't, I'm, I've tried it, I wouldn't probably go back to it. That's just me. Um, you can take my opinion if you want. Overall rating. Overall rating. Now, I like the presentation, so that's going to help it a lot. That's going to bring it up. However, the taste really pulls it down. Um, so I'm going to give it overall, I'm going to give it overall a 4.3. Stellar Artois, 4.3. Um, not on the better half. Um, based on the flavor. Ooh, it's already coming. Burping already coming. On the overall flavor, it's just... it's. It, the 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 presentation doesn't pull up enough on the flavor to get it over that 5.0 mark. So uh, 4.3 on the flavor, um, and that's it. I mean, I, Stella Artois. It's an old ass beer. It's a Belgian beer, 1366. Uh, definitely give it a try this weekend. Um, and if you have any comments. Um, you know, contact me, DM me. I have an Instagram, guys. I have an Instagram. You should like, you should like this podcast. You should follow it, subscribe to it, unsubscribe, resubscribe. Give me that. You know, I need that. You know, that push. You know, I need to help get that like raised up here. We're getting up there on the on the. We're pushing double digits on on the uh, on the episodes here. So I never thought I'd actually make it this far. So we're gonna you know push it over. I need a little subscribe, resubscribe. Give me that that five star rating. Um. Share with your friends. Tell somebody about it. I'm trying to do the best I can. You know, you know. I'm trying my best, guys. Um, but oh shit, there's fireworks going off across the river. Nice. Um, but um, follow my Instagram. Follow my Twitter. I'm not. Haven't been that active. Just with everything going on, I'm trying to get my life together. Uh, but uh, cheers for beard. Cheers for beer pod. Um, on Instagram, um, and then it's cheers the number four beer underscore pod on uh, on Twitter. Um, the 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 Twitter is on the Instagram. Instagram is easier to find. Um, definitely give it a follow. I try to keep up with it uh, to post what I'm doing next. I'm gonna try to. 
post more about what I have done and the ratings I have done. But give me a follow. Give me a like. Give me a subscribe. Do me a big favor. Help me out here. Um, I'm trying to do this. I know it's a hobby. Um, and we'll see in the next couple weeks if I can get some guests on here. Uh, my life's getting kind of busy trying to get back into work. And I'm going to be, you know, I've been spoiled working at a school, getting done at 3 o'clock. I've been doing home care before where I could power through the day and get all my shit done by like 1 or 2 o'clock in the afternoon and be done. Now I got to go to this hospital and I'm working an actual 9 to 5. I'm going to be fucking beat. I'm going to be beat. I ain't used to that life. I got spoiled with those other jobs. So, um, you know, I'm going to try to be more active on social media and give you guys some more information. Um, and we're going to try to keep this thing rolling to get to uh, the 10th episode, at least get double digits. And then I'm going to keep pressing on. I want to keep doing this. This is fun. I feel so cool doing this. Um, you don't even know, like, as a kid, you're like, oh, yeah, I want to be a radio DJ. Oh, it's so sick. You get in front of a mic, you pull that little mic thing on the, like, I have my mic on, like, a little on a little swivel thing. It's not on the desk. It's, like, one of those up and down. I don't know how to explain it. It's, like, kind of, I don't know. It's, like, those lights. But I get to pull it around, and I'm on my laptop, and I'm doing, like, I'm editing my own shit. It's wicked fun. If you don't have a podcast, you should really fucking do it, even if nobody listens, probably like this one. Um, you should definitely do it. It's fun. If you get done, you finish editing, you're like, wow, that's pretty fucking cool. Anyway, anyway, guys, I keep rambling. Nobody fucking stops me from talking, and this episode is going to go on forever. Just kidding. It's getting dark out, um, and it's hot as shit. I don't let my car run. Um, well, I'm not even near my car. It's... I don't, I turn it off. There's no AC. It's fucking hot in the park. It's getting dark. I got to get out of here. So do me a favor, like subscribe, five-star rating. Give me comments. If you want me to do better, I need some, I need some constructive criticism here. If you want to, I have an email. It's on my, uh, Instagram page, follow the Instagram, um, updates of what's coming up next. Um, and that's it. That's it for today. Enjoy your weekend. Enjoy your Friday. And you know, you know the deal. Drink responsibly. Never drink and drive. Always follow Cheers for Beer. And you guys have a fucking phenomenal weekend. And I will see you in the next episode next Friday. Enjoy your weekend, guys. Love you guys. Cheers.